Yeah. 
Good morning, everybody. It's Monday, so it must be Sister on Scripture Day, and it's July 17th in the year of our Lord, 2023. I was noticing we've all got some some high temps coming around. Emily and Murphy, y'all have got some, and Tam, y'all have got some extremely high temperatures. So stay hydrated. Stick inside in the middle of the afternoon. Um, my thing here is typically between one and four to five you've got to stay inside um the humidity gets too great and it just gets um suffocating so stay hydrated stay cool and try to stay inside where the ac's going if i didn't get a chance to say good morning then um Hi, I'm glad you're here. Yes, we got this. We we're we we're ladies that cook, okay? We are used to, you know, ovens that we set to four hundred degrees. Three seventy five for a perfect, nice, crispy, golden brown cobbler crust, you know? So we know what I mean, hundred degrees, yeah. That's change. Not really. It's hot. But we got this, right? So last week we left off on, um, we're in Jeremiah and we covered up through 
47, the prophecy against uh, Philistia. Yeah, I want some peach cobbler, Tam. I saw, okay, so this is not funny, but it was, it was kind of humorous to me because I have been craving fresh peaches. And you'd think that a gal in South Carolina or right here at Georgia, that, I mean, we've had to go to Georgia a lot this year so far because of his dad when he was sick and the, the memorial and stuff. So we've, and we've got family down there. So we go through Georgia. I grew up a Georgia peach, you know, as soon as those peaches get ripe, we were out there picking them, fighting the bees and everything else. And so I've been wanting some peaches. Um, I didn't get any fresh last year. And so I'm really wanting fresh peaches. Well, we were, my husband and I, we, we drove up, he drove up yesterday or Saturday morning up to um, Fort Bragg to see our oldest daughter and son-in-law because they're getting ready. As y'all know, they're getting ready to be sent over to Alaska. And so we wanted to go visit them and he wasn't able, he was hoping to have today and tomorrow off, but he wasn't able to get that time off. So me and my youngest daughter are going back up today, but on the way there, um, right outside of a farmer's market area, like there's a lot of produce stands on the way up. We went, um, up through, I think it was, um, it was a different way, like Greensboro, North Carolina or something, and then over to Fort Bragg. But there was a truck with a trailer full of cases of peaches. And those peaches had went, I guess, a couple boxes tumbled over. Those peaches were scattered all over the highway. And so as I'm driving by, I'm, we're like, well, we really need to stop. We need to help these people. And there was a few other people that had stopped and were helping so they had most of them up and I mean out of he probably had a hundred cases of peaches on this trailer and about five or six or what fell out in the road so he didn't lose that much but ever since then I've wanted peach cobbler so that's where the peach cobbler come through Tam good morning Jeff good morning Angie good morning Ryan I'm so glad to see you guys here good morning little red y'all are just in time Even though my laptop, I finally got the laptop to work. Was it the charger? It's fixed though. Although it just says it's Wednesday, July 5th and 6.36 a.m. Which it's apparently, I mean, of course it's not. Guys, there was another train derailment. Um, this one was in Pennsylvania. Caused a spill. Um, it seems like there's a lot of northern train derailments that have been happening. And you know, stuff runs downhill. We're not going to say which stuff, but this in this case, it's chemicals run downhill into the water. So it's, uh, be watching out for that. Anybody that's in those northern states, um, especially around Pennsylvania. I know we had the one at Yellowstone River that happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, there was a lot of earthquake activity that was going on, uh, I believe, yesterday or Saturday. Um, one in Alaska, a couple in Alaska went off pretty, pretty decent size. It was a 7.2 outside the Alaskan Peninsula. No damage was reported, but the earth is shaking. God is mad. God is very mad. And we're going to see some of, 
some of the anger that God releases um, here. And Jeremiah was trying to tell the people to repent. He kept telling them to change their ways because that's what God was telling him to do. But they didn't want to listen to him. They just wanted to persecute him and say, you know, pretty much in, in modern times, it would be like, kind of like us Christian conservatives right now when we speak out against abortion and against the vaccines, and stuff, you know, and we, we preach for, for Jesus. You know, that's why I use that song, I Speak Jesus. We speak Jesus here. And... By us speaking Jesus, we're getting persecuted. Now, we're going to be persecuted, and that's okay with me because the man in the flesh took more persecution than anyone has ever had to endure nor will ever have to endure. So if there's a little bit of heartache that I got to deal with because I speak Jesus, that's okay because Jesus did that for me and, and for all of us. So... Um, it's very important to listen um, to the words in the scripture, and that's what we're about to be doing. That's right, Jeff. We are supposed to be different people because of him. I'm so glad you're here, brother. I have missed you and Ryan and Angie. I'm so happy. You guys, y'all make me so happy. As Sharbird's back in here. I've missed you guys. Somebody go drag Anita out of, out of work and tell her to get her butt back on here. Just playing. So, um, we are going through uh, Jeremiah 48, and this is the NASB 1977 edition. I did get my Bible back, and I have, I, I can't be more excited. I know, Jeff. I know. I understand, brother. It's no fun being being sick and not feeling good. And Y'all have had a lot on you, bro. I was just at your, um, up in your area, though. I'm not going to say where, but. And, well, I'm coming back up today. I'll be there through Thursday. Caitlin's birthday's tomorrow. And if y'all have any prayer requests, um, we'll do those at the end. So. Um, just if you want to go ahead and type them, I'll be able to, I should be able to scroll back through and grab them. But if we can save them towards the end, that'd be great. Thank you, Tim. I'll let her know that you said happy birthday. She's watching Ethan jump this morning. Although she called me and she's like, I need a lesson on parallel parking. And I'm like, um... Okay, I'm in South Carolina, five hours away from you. How am I supposed to teach you to parallel park now? This is why I taught you to parallel park before. And so, she's turning 21. Thanks, guys. I'll tell her what y'all said. And so, I'm like, okay, this is this is how good of a mom that I tried to be. So, I'm, if y'all don't know, Fort Bragg is, which now it's Fort Liberty. Don't get me started on one. The sign is hideous. While they have military guys in barracks that are infested with mold they go out and spend a you know 20 million 20 billion dollars to i think it's 20 million um, dollars to go out and put up new signs and change these bases names yeah it's brag dude when i went by there sorry guys i know i'm all off topic today i'm squirreling 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 
Um, when we got up there, you know, the highway signs usually say Fort Bragg, All-American Expressway. And Fort Bragg is, I have to say, I think it's one of the largest bases on the East Coast. It's huge. Uh, but that's where they've got 82nd Airborne, and that's the first base to really go out whenever there's anything that, when they have to deploy, they have to be ready and there in 18 hours. So they could be anywhere in the world 18 hours. So it's a big base. And they went through with all these signs. And they, you know, it it says Fort Liberty now. And I didn't know where I was at. And I'm, Jack's like, oh, is this the right way? And I'm like, I don't know. That's what the GPS says. But I've never seen, you know. And I knew that they had changed it. But it didn't. It's been Fort Bragg, you know. And um, the other one, I can't recall what they said now. Ethan told me. Um the, uh, one of the other ones that they changed actually had a better name than Liberty. And, you know, there's a lot of um, people that had died in different wars that they named streets after there um, as a, a way to remember them and, you know, kind of like how every city has an MLK Jr. Boulevard. They're everywhere, probably four or five of them. They changed it because of um, Bragg was a, he was a military officer and he was a Confederate. That's why. Political correctness in this world that we're in. $20 million though to change these signs. This sign looks so awful. And y'all know that I love to take pictures. This sign was so bad. I wouldn't take a picture of it. I'll get one when we get back up there just so I can prove and show y'all what it what it looks like now versus what it looked like but our soldiers this is what's bad is they care more about an image than they do their own guys that are out there sacrificing whether they've gone overseas or not when you're in the military you make a sacrifice because the military is first that's priority you know you've got God military family it's how it works and, and sometimes they really don't even like to say God first. They want to put the military first. Then you can have God. Then you can have your family, maybe. And so these guys, you know, regardless if they get sent overseas to a war or not, they still make sacrifices. And it's not fair. And it's not, it, no, it's not, it's not that it's not fair. It's unacceptable. For us to have military service members staying in mold-infested housing when they're spending $20 million to change a sign. Yeah, the slavery, the Civil War wasn't about slavery. It was land grab. Um, they got mad because when Texas wanted to enter the Union, Texas wanted to enter as a as a slave state because they had this line that they had divided north of it was free states south of it were slave states but this they only got slavery from the europeans it came from the europeans and it wasn't just black people that were slaves there were a lot of white people that were slaves as well and that's that's something that they don't want to speak of but it wasn't about slavery yeah irish well i I don't know. I include the white people, the Irish people. They're, they're red people. 
to be honest. And I say that coming from um, Scottish, Irish, descent, native. We're red. We're pale and red. Either one. We're either pale or we're red when we've gotten out in the sun. But there were many people that were poor or not even if they were poor. You know, we've read in the Bible where they would have the jubilees because the slaves, when... With the slaves, when their their seven-year indentureship was over, the slaves could decide, did they want to stay with that master or did they want to leave? And when they stayed with that master, they had jubilees. And, and they would be, you know, permanently with that master. But that doesn't mean that they were mistreated or abused you know, a lot of them, it was a very good working relationship, you know. They had people, instead of having as many houses as we have now, they had the, I'm not going to just say plantations, because then that goes back to, that's what it was in the South, was plantations. Territories. We could say territories. Maybe that's better. But they had these masses of land. And so they needed people, and people worked together, you know. It's a thing that we do here in the Bard's Kilted Christian Nation family. Um, all of us together, we work together well most of the time. There's sometimes that we don't, but I mean, that happens in a family. You're going to fuss in a family sometimes. But we help each other out. Society now, especially Western culture, it's all about me, 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 me. Y'all, we probably are not going to get through this. We might get through 48. I am on a tangent again, and I'm sorry. Um, we get to where we're, we're selfish and don't think about others. And I do it, too. As much as I want to be an ideal, I guess I'm doing this air quotes, ideal. There's not an ideal Christian, but... I want to be a good Christian, but sometimes, and it's not that I mean to be self-consumed. I'm not, but sometimes just like, like Laura Lee, I've got to reach out to Laura Lee because I haven't talked to her lately. I know she was going through some stuff and she's one that'll reach out to me when I have something going on. You know, I'm bad to reach out and I get so, so busy in my own things that I have to remind myself, oh. I need to make time, whether it's five minutes, to send a message that says, hey, just checking on you. That goes a long ways. Um, I know it does for me because you guys, when y'all, when I'm having something going on or a bad day or whatever, Tam is one of the first ones to reach out. Jeff is also, I mean, you guys reach out. Emily, Emily is reaching out. You know, everybody reaches out. Angie, I can't tell you how many times Angie texted me when I was uh, sick with my seizures and having that um, brain inflammation between Angie and I think Murphette had messaged me and you know I mean that's important that we we take that time and not be it's not that we're trying to be self-consumed like me not not sending out ind individual messages is it because I don't mean to it's just because I get so tied up in what I have going on that I forget and we all do this in, in some way or form, you know. Um, I know Tam's saying I do too. I, I try to. I do try. Um, but I'm working on it. And that's something that once we realize something, 
and we can be accountable, we can be responsible then to change if it needs to be changed like this, you know, it's something I want to change. It's not something that I have to change per se, but it's something about, you know, just wanting to be good to those. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I did not mean to burp there. Wanting to be good to those who are good to you. And it's not just those that are good to you, though. This is where the lesson really comes in. You have to, yeah, TM, don't make me laugh now. I'm going to get coughing. Okay, she did get me coughing because I got to laughing. I'm still a little mucusy. Uh, but the ones that don't do us good, guys, those are the ones that it's harder, but we really have to, you know, try to check on them. Even if we we don't agree with them on things, still check on them. Especially right now, you know, I know liberal heads are exploding, guys. Check on your liberal friends. They don't know what to do. We got an upgraded crack house now. Who knows where Hunter is? Our DOJ and FBI are all corrupt. Ray, trust Ray. That was a good fun joke on cue. Um, with all of it. Yeah, it was upgraded. <laughs> it's the fanciest crack house now forever. And nobody had a crack house like that. And it, it's, I make fun of it right now, but it's not a joke, you know. And the Secret Service to say they can't find who it was, that's a lie. That's the department that's in charge of protecting our most treasured asset in our country, which is our president. Now, I know we don't treasure the resident, but the resident is still supposed to be protected. Now, I guess this is their way of protecting the resident in, in charge right now because they're not spilling the beans about Hunter. But everyone knows. And the media is so stuck on covering it up because they're the ones that are getting paid, just like with the pharmaceutical ads. They can't talk about, it's not for us. It's that they control the media that way. What, what anchor is going to be able to sit there and completely be able to say, oh, well, you know, the COVID shot is bad and it's got all these people that are dying suddenly. But Pfizer is our biggest advertiser, our biggest sponsor. They pay $20 million a year. I'm just throwing that number out because we used $20 million earlier. But they pay X number of dollars per year. You know that producer or the editor, whether it be newspaper or it be on film, they're not going to let a story like that run. Why do you think Tucker got fired? Fox's number one anchor got fired because he pushed the box. He sat there and started exposing it. Do I always agree with, with Tucker? No. I don't always believe in his stance, just like I don't always believe in anyone's stance, per se. Except for Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, I'm not going to argue with Jesus. Anybody that would... But you keep them away from me because anybody that's going to argue with Jesus ain't right with me. I mean, it's, you know, just things that, that I never thought I'd ever see in my life. You know, they're protecting the pedophiles. 
California, I don't know where they're at on that bill now, but California was trying to pass that bill to where they can still kill a child after it's born and also trying to pass a bill um, where it's okay for adults that have sex with minors. What? What world are we in? I think it was uh, Duncan the other night. It was either Duncan or Scott had played an episode um, in a clip, I believe it was from back when, um, oh gosh, what was that guy's name? Ted Bundy. You know, they didn't want Ted Bundy and the death of him. I think it was him that was killed. I may be wrong. I'm sorry if I am. There's one of the shows that I heard recently, and they was talking about how they didn't want to make a martyr out of his death. And, you know, I remember growing up, and even now, you touch one of my kids, you get dead, you know. You molest a child, they, they would kill child molesters. It wasn't acceptable. But now, it's acceptable in, in our society. What is wrong with that? And I'll tell you something, guys, on... On this with the sound of freedom, I'm not going to comment on the Tim Ballard thing. I did see where he had stepped down from our, um, the Operation Underground Railroad, and is not the COO no more. But what I will say on that is that statistics from the time they tried to went they tried to go to the ident. Remember the identikid kits. Well, then they started after that with a like an online registry type thing, to where you could upload pictures of your child and keep new updated ones in case something what is ever to happen. They could have a, a an updated picture. I think there was a a child or something that had come up missing and something i think she died or something they were reported or kidnapped or something along those lines and the family supposedly didn't have an updated picture so that's why they did that well the rates of child trafficking and child um, molestations and pedophilia all went up they i mean they went significantly up not just a little bit but they went up substantially. And I'm afraid now, especially, one, you don't put any kind of chip implant into your skin. You don't do it. But Georgia, along with the Masons, it's sponsored by the Masons, are doing this Georgia chip. And you could chip your kid. Well... You're just sitting them up for, I mean, I know as a parent, it's like a peace of mind kind of thing, like with your pet. You know, they microchip your pets. Well, I haven't microchipped mine because I don't let that in their, their body. Anybody that has that, I'm not, I'm not condemning you or nothing. I'm just saying what I did. Some pets, when you get them, when you rescue them, they're already chipped. So you can't, you have no choice. But when you chip somebody... And you can locate them, just like with our phones. You know, these children, these kids with their phones and their smart apps and 
of course, the parents want location services on so parents can follow them, right? Well, do you not? I mean, I've never done it, but do you not think as much as people can hack into our power grid and shut our stuff down in our elections? Do you not think that anybody like Tim can, that anyone can? They can hack into these databases and find out where these children are. And when you update a picture, guess what? They know exactly who to go look for. They can specifically order whatever child they want because they, they just, you know, specify, oh, I want a redheaded, blue-eyed, freckle-faced, whatever, you know. And, I mean, think about the millions of children, one, who are on, like, Facebook, who've gotten on Instagram or Snapchat or if you take a picture and it goes online, and even now with your phones, your phones, I don't know if you guys know this or not. When you take a picture, if your locations are on, it shows where you're at all the way to the very exact coordinate. And so they know where that picture's coming from. It goes online. Worse off is that it goes into our government's um big bane frame computer it stays there for a minimum of three days now for most people us people that aren't aren't doing nefarious things we wouldn't really think anything about that right but other people do and the the one thing that did bother me with that, with the sound of freedom was the fact that I mean we need it didn't really bother me we need the exposure this exposure needs to get out. But guys, be ready to counteract all of this microchipping. Jeff said it. Jeff said it. It's all about bringing in the market. It is. I saw another thing on the CBDC where there, the only way you're going to be able to use that is to have a chip. And so it's like, well, there it goes. Here you have it. It's That's it. That's exactly what they're doing. And, you know, they started it with our pets, if you think about it, microchipping. They, they try to desensitize people slowly because they know, hey, if we go full force, this isn't going to work. They're going to headbutt us. But if they do it slowly, it, people don't pay attention, especially with all this stuff going on right now. They don't pay attention. And so it's able to go out there and... And be missed because you're just like, oh, well, it's just a microchip for my dog. Oh, it helps keep my dog safe. Now with this movie, and I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I thought it was really good. Um, well done. Very good. The only problem I had was Carlos Slim and that with, uh, um, with the children, with the chipping. Jeff says, yeah, then it becomes the norm. And that's what it's, that's what's happening. It's becoming the norm. They're trying, I believe, in my gut, in my instincts, in my intuition, everything. I believe they are trying to invoke the end of times. I don't know why. It's just a feeling of God. That they're trying to really bring out, not saying they're opening a portal or nothing. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is by turning so many people against Jesus, we're turning, they're turning our country into Sodom and Gomorrah. 
it's and just like with Moa, um, I am going to read Moa so that way we can get through that one because some of these are kind of long and I do want to get through that. So at least y'all can come here and actually get some scripture. <laughs> uh, yeah, they don't really, well, I think they do realize, Jeff. I don't think that the people know. Um, I don't think the average citizen realizes but I think the ones that are shooting out this propaganda with the trans, with, you know, everything that's this, the sinfulness that's out there, you know, oh, well, no longer just lust. You can go have whatever you want. Oh, you want to be a boy? Go ahead. Be a girl? Go ahead. Have sex with a minor? Okay. It's a free-for-all right now is how it seems. Unless you're doing the right thing. Then you get in trouble. Um, but they're... They're, they're taking the Christians and really bashing down the numbers. Do you guys know that now statistics show, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, being racist. Statistics show divorce rates among white couples are the highest out of any other ethnicity. And it's at the highest that it's ever been. It's insane. We are in a disposable society. Everything is just throw away. You don't like it? Throw it away. Get a new one. Something, Something's torn up? Okay. Get a new one. Oh, that's awful, Murphette. She said, they kind of chipped me as a teacher. I have to wear a life alert type tag on my lanyard. They say because of the violence against teachers this day. That's awful. A matter of fact, guys, she is a she's a teacher, but she does not take the crap that a lot of teachers take. Um, her area, me and her have talked about this um, a couple times, where she is she's able to speak up, and teachers there can speak up without um, rep getting reprimanded. So, teachers, it can be done. Be, be that be that bold person that lets go of the fear, lets God take control, and stand up. Don't be a rooster. Don't wait till that rooster crows like Peter did. A student beat up and attempted to rape a high school... Whoa, wait a minute. A high school teacher in Vegas last year. And see, another thing is the parenting. Where's the parenting going on at? Yeah, Jeff, it only takes one. You know? I, I have to say it. With Trump, I didn't know. I followed him a lot um, before he wanted to run for president. And before 20, you know, up to 2016. In 2016, when he went to run, I was like, what is going on here? He opened many eyes too many things like with the vaccine i know people are pissed off at him about that shot but look at how many of us he had to give an option for those people that are terrified that wants it but he he gives that option and how many of us because we had followed him and watched him and knew how he was we went to digging we went to researching and telling people What's going on? We didn't sit by and just allow it. Just like this with the children. We're not going to sit by and allow that to happen. 
than it is. It's because of invisible parenting to him. Second graders, Marfat. She's been pushed, hit, and yelled at by, by second graders. These parents aren't parenting. Angie said she's been cussed out, bit, licked, and headbutted by preschoolers. Well, see, I used to think just getting beat up by an elderly lady was bad, but man, see, this is this is not how society functions, and they know that society cannot be a productive society like this. Think about when those people, those kids, get grown. I mean, we're going to be the ones when they get grown. A lot of us are going to be the ones that are elderly. So they're going to be beating on us again then, you know? I mean, I don't want to have to deal with those people. And that's how I try to raise mine. And I think most of you do. I want to raise my kids to where they're, I would want to be friends with them out in the real world, you know? I mean, I have to be friends with them now. They're my children. But I want other people that didn't give birth to them, didn't create them. Um, I want them to be able to say, oh, okay, well, yeah, they're they're a good kid. I want to hang out with them. It is the, the parents. The parents aren't running the households. It's the children. And a lot of it happened because of they were, and, and you know, is it real? Was it real? Was it not real? Remember back in the, I think it was the 90s, maybe late 80s, but I think it was like mid-90s or something. There was all of that stuff about, um, there was shaken baby syndrome and the children that were being spanked by their parents but were being actually abused and had, you know, lots of marks and stuff like that on them, bruising, stuff like that. And then there were cases to where... um that the parents got in trouble for disciplining the children. And so then the children's like, oh, well, I'll just call the cops on you for beating me. My kids tell me that one day. I'm like, okay, here's the phone. Call them. Go ahead, get them on 911, because depending on what you did, you might need an ambulance too. Yeah, there was, Angie said, as a kid, we had to fear God in a paddle. You know, as children... Times have changed so much to where there's a lack of respect. There is no respect anymore. There's the balance is so off. It's it's insane. Yes, Tam, I had to do the switch. I had to go get the switch. And if it wasn't the right size, I got switched with that one and then had to go get another one to get switched with. The only time I got a paddle was at school. We had paddles at school, and I took this girl's yellow crayon. <laughs> I don't know why, but I took her yellow crayon, and I guess I got in trouble and got paddled at school. It's like third grade or second grade. I don't know. But that's what they used to do. You got in trouble, and then if you got in trouble at the principal's office, you get in trouble, too, at home. <laughs> she said Bob loved her flask water. You know, if we had children that were raised like that, parents that were still like that, and see, that goes back to them breaking down the home. They they kept, you know, the family, the parents to where, one, they're both working 
So they were, you know, not able to watch as much. And there were a lot of latchkey kids, you know, coming in and doing whatever till the parents got home. Sometimes in the single parent homes, you know, mom or dad or whatever is is working a couple of jobs just to be able to make ends meet and pay the bills and and buy groceries. And meanwhile, the, the kids are out doing what God knows what, you know, and TV just kinds of, it just glamorizes different things. That's one thing I noticed the biggest about when I went out west for Bard's Fest. You know, Las Vegas is very glamorized on TV. But, and, and I did like Nevada. I did not like Vegas. It was not like what they show on TV. And TV glamorizes things to sell a point. And these children are seeing that and thinking just like, like they did, like with Look at Pretty Woman. I mean, I love the movie, don't get me wrong. But, I mean, they, they show a woman going from, you know, growing up in Georgia in a small town with brothers and working on cars or being around cars, whatever. Going out west to Hollywood, probably because she wanted to be a movie star or whatever. And then got into prostitution. And then they took the prostitute and turned her into this happy fairy tale. And it's like, that's not how it works. It doesn't work like this. Why? And, you know, people people see that kind of stuff. And, and it's like, oh, well, I could just have my little Cinderella fairy tale. I just got to go be a prostitute for a little bit. No. No, no, no. Ask the ladies out in Vegas or at Bunny Ranch. I don't think the Richard Guerrero's ever showed up. No limo, no night in white armor. It's not going to happen. We're not. You don't get something for nothing. No, except for like with Jesus. Even Jesus, in order to get our salvation from him, it wasn't from nothing we have our EPs we have to admit we have to believe we have to confess and then Jesus you know before it all Jesus had to die because we were so bad so sinful in nature that the only way for redemption is for Jesus to sacrifice himself okay I'm gonna try to see if I can get through um, 48. Sorry. I'm so sorry, guys. I didn't mean to get off on that much of a tangent. Murfette says, um, she agreed. The strip used to have a little bit of class, but it's gone now. A lot of weirdos. I feel the town was cleaner when the mob ran it. Probably was, you know. And that's how New York City, I imagine, was. New York City is very dirty. Concerning Moab, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. Woe to Nebo, for it has been destroyed. Karam has been put to shame and has been captured. The lofty stronghold has been put to shame and shattered. There is praise for Moab no longer. In Heshbon, they have devised calamity against her. Come and let us cut her off from being a nation. 
You too, madmen, will be silenced. The sword will follow after you. The sound of an outcry from Haranium, Haranum. I'm glad Jeff's here. Jeff, give me my, my words wrote down. Devastation and great destruction. Moab is broken. Her little ones have sounded out a cry of distress. For by the ascent of Lewis, they will ascend with continual weeping. For at the descent of Haranam, they have heard the anguished cry of destruction. Flee, save your lives. That you may be like a juniper in the wilderness. For because of your trust in your own achievements and treasures, even you yourself will be captured. Because of, let's see, and it says, because of your trust in your own accomplishments or your own achievements and treasures. We store up our treasures for heaven, not for ourselves. And Kamosh will go off into exile. And that's C-H-E-M-O-S-H. -E I probably said that wrong. You guys know I say everything wrong. Not everything. I say a lot of these big old gigantic huge weird words. Not weird, but different. Weird. Together with his priest and his princes. And a destroyer will come to every city so that no city will escape. The valley also will be ruined. And the plateau will be destroyed. As the Lord has said, give wings to Moab, for she will flee away. And her cities will become a desolation without inhabitants in them. Cursed be the one who does the Lord's work negligently. And cursed be the one who restrains his sword from blood. Moab has been at ease since his youth. He has also been undisturbed on his lease. Neither has he been emptied from vessel to vessel, nor has he gone into exile. Therefore, he retains his flavor. That's saying, like, like with Moab being at ease since his youth, been undisturbed and on his lease, nothing has happened to the city, even though the city's had some some different things. God has allowed things to happen there, just like he's allowing things to happen here. And it's like, let's see, let's see what's going on. And he's saying, you know, cursed is the one who does the words, the Lord's work negligent, negligently. Jeff, um, we're on 48. Oh, hang on. 4811. We just finished 11. When it says, cursed be the one who does the Lord's work negligently. So the Lord doesn't, he wants us to do his work the way he wants and, and be quick and swift to do it, to do it accurate, to do it properly, to do it with pride, not lustful pride, not pride in yourself, but pride because you're doing the work of the Lord. The Lord has chosen you to do that work. Regardless of what it is. I think Scott's talked about it. Whether it's cleaning toilets. Clean them the best you can. Somebody has. I've heard it somewhere. Um, you know, whatever the Lord has gifted you with as a talent or a skill 
or whatever path he's put you on. He's done that with purpose. That or or he's trying to detour you back somewhere because you did something on your own that you aren't supposed to do and he's wanting to get you back to where you're supposed to be. Moab has been at ease since his youth. He has also been undisturbed on his lees. Neither has he been emptied from vessel to vessel, nor has he gone into exile. Therefore, he retains his flavor, and his aroma has not changed. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I shall send to him those who tip vessels, they will tip him over, and they will empty his vessels and shatter his jars. And Moab will be ashamed of Kamosh, as the house of Israel was ashamed of Bethel, their confidence. How can you say we are mighty warriors and men valiant for battle? Moab has been destroyed and men have gone up to his cities. His choicest young men have also gone down to the slaughter, declares the king, whose name is the Lord of hosts. The disaster of Moab will soon come, and his calamity has swiftly hastened. Mourn for him, all you who live around him, even all of you who know his name. Say, how has the mighty scepter been broken, a staff of splendor? Come down from your glory and sit on the parched ground, O daughter dwelling in Dibon. For the destroyer of Moab has come up against you. He has ruined your strongholds. Stand by the road and keep watch, O inhabitant of Aurora. And I know I said that one wrong. It's A-R-O-E-R. -E Ask him who flees and her who escapes and say, What has happened? Moab has been put to shame for it has been shattered. Wail and cry out. Declare by the Arnhem that Moab has been destroyed. Judgment has also come upon the plain, upon Halom. Jaza and against Mahath, Mapath, M E P H A A T H, against Dibon, Nebo, and Beth. Oh my goodness. I'm going to just put this in the chat for you guys. It's Beth Diblothium. All right, Jeff, do your magic. <laughs> he said, yeah, I can't pronounce all this myself. I think that's Beth Zablothium. 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 I don't know. That one's a tough one. I guess Kirathium. Beth Gamul and Beth Mion against Keroth, Basra, and all the cities of the land of Moab far and near. The horn of Moab has been cut off and his arm broken, declares the Lord. Make him drunk, for he has become arrogant toward the Lord. So Moab will wallow in his vomit and he will also become a laughingstock. Now was not Israel a laughingstock to you? Or was he caught among thieves? For each time you speak about him, you shake your head in scorn. Leave the cities and dwell among the crags. 
O inhabitants of Moab, and be like the dove that nests beyond the mouth of the chasm. We have heard of the pride of Moab. He is very proud of his haughtiness, his pride, his arrogance, and his self-exaltation. I know his fury, declares the Lord, but it is futile. His idle boasts have accomplished nothing. Therefore, I shall wail for Moab. Even for all Moab shall cry out. I will moan for the men of Kiris. Hear Harez. More than the weeping for Jazir, Jazer. I will weep for you, O vine of Sibma. Your tendrils stretched across the sea. They reached to the sea of Jazer. Upon your summer fruits and your grape harvest, the destroyer has fallen. So gladness and joy are taken away from the fruitful field, even from the land of Moab. And I have made the wine to cease from the wine presses. No one will tread them with shouting. The shouting will not be shouts of joy. From the outcry at Heshbon, even to Eliah, even to Jahaz, they have raised their voice from Zoar, even to Haranam. This one's going to make me say a bad word. Egloth, Shalashia. For even the waters of Nimrim will become desolate. And I will make an end of Moab, declares the Lord, the one who offers sacrifice on the high place and the one who burns incense to his gods. Therefore, my heart wails for Moab like flutes. My heart also wails like flutes for the men of Kires. Therefore, they have lost the abundance it produced. For every head is bald and every beard cut short. There are gashes on all the hands and sackcloth on the loins. On all the housetops of Moab and in its streets, there is lamentation everywhere. For I have broken Moab like an undesirable vessel, declares the Lord. How shattered it is. How they have wailed. How Moab has turned his back. He is ashamed. Moab will become a laughingstock and an object of terror to all around him. For thus says the Lord, Behold, one will fly swiftly like an eagle and spread out his wings against Moab. Keroeth has been captured and the strongholds have been seized. So the hearts of the mighty men of Moab in that day will be like the heart of a woman in labor. And Moab will be destroyed from being a people because he has become arrogant toward the Lord. Terror, pit, and snare are coming upon you, O inhabitant of Moab, declares the Lord. The one who flees from terror will fall into the pit, and the one who climbs up out of the pit will be caught in the snare. For I will bring upon her, even upon Moab, the year of their punishment, declares the Lord. In the shadow of Heshbon, the fugitives stand without strength. For a fire has gone forth from Heshbon, and a flame from the midst of Shion, and it has devoured the forehead of Moab, and the scalps of the righteous. Oh, the riotous, the riotous, I'm sorry, the riotous revelers. Woe to you, Moab, the people of Kamosh have perished, for your sons have been taken away captive, and your daughters into captivity. Yet I will restore the fortunes of Moab. In the latter days, declares the Lord, thus far judgment on Moab. 
And that, my friends, is the end of 48. We did get 48 covered. Uh, Thursday, I won't be on because I will be um, still up at my... I might do a pop-up one, um, but I'll likely just enjoy some time with her. And then we're coming back um, sometime Thursday afternoon. Um, so I don't know about Thursday night. Um, this evening, I won't be on uh, just because we'll be on the road uh, going up there. And I've learned not to do a show on the road because GPS likes to say exactly where, where I am. And that's not a good thing. Um, if you guys got some prayer requests, let's go ahead and drop them in. And um, I will go ahead and pray. Get us some music to go here. Thank you, Tammy. All right, this one's three minutes and thirty eight seconds, so. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's stealing. And you're desperate for some healing. Let me tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way Rises up from an empty grave Ain't no sinner that he can save Let me tell you about my Jesus His love is strong and his grace is free And the good news is I know that he can do for you what he's done for me Let me tell you about my Jesus And let my
apologize for all my guilty. Who would care that much about me? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Oh, He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that He can say. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and His grace is true. And the just went into playing all kinds of stuff didn't it all right guys so anybody else got any other prayer requests all right we're gonna go ahead and go into prayer is that uh, is it randa Tam. Okay. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for allowing us to have this space together um, to be able to worship you and have fellowship with one another. And we just humbly ask for your continued guidance, God. Um, we need you to to continue to lead us so that way we could follow in your work and your will, do what you're wanting us to do and not what our flesh desires, not what society shows us, but, but what you want father, because we don't want to be negligent and doing your work. We want to follow your work exactly the way that you want us to do. And so father, we just ask that you give us the discernment, the wisdom, the guidance, and, and just continue to use us God to do your work. And for our brother Jeff and and Insidious, we just we lift them up in prayer to you, Father. You know what all's going on with them. You know the struggles and and the good times, the the different bad times, the the stressful times, the sick times, Father. You know what all's going on. So we just ask that you wrap them in your loving arms, that you bless them beyond their biggest imaginations, that you guide them um, and just keep them protected. Uh, because they are a wonderful couple. They give so much inspiration and and knowledge to so many that we need them well and fully strong and cloaked in your love, Father, so that way we can have them back out on the battlefield. Um, Father, for all of those that are going through these high extreme temperatures or the flooding, um, there's flooding in the northeast. There's... I think there's also flooding in Florida, Father, and then the high temps in California and New Mexico and Arizona and Nevada and Texas and even here in South Carolina. The humidity, Father, we just I pray for relief from the heat, 
but also relief for those of us with the, the high humidity um, to have that and to just get some cool breezes to come through. Father, with Emily going to the YMCA, I just pray for her to have a, a good trip there and, and a good swim that um, she doesn't get in any traffic because we know California has got some traffic. Father, for Murphette and for Murph, I just pray that uh, their chickens and their, their little farm is going well, that you bless them more than abundance of produce and harvest. Um, from their crops, Father. For Randa, um, Tan's niece, who's recently divorced and has a 14 and 12-year-old um, children, Father, we lift her in prayer to you that that you lift any of the veils that may be covering her eyes and any of the deception that may be deceiving her. And you just take that away. And, and we proclaim it right now. That's gone. That has no hold over her. And she's going to see what you want her to see, God. She's going to be the mom that she needs to be for the 12 and 14 year old and be the, the child of you that you want her to be, Father. Uh, because we know that, that you've got a purpose for each of us. Um, for Sharpard and for Little Red and Angie and Lisa and, and Ryan and Tim and just everyone that's here in the chat um, that has been here live and those that are going to listen later, I just lift them up to you too, Father. If they have a need, I just pray that you answer that need. You give them the resources that they need. You guide them along the path you want them to walk so that way they can steward everything that you've given the way that you want them to, Lord. Thank you um, so much for all that you've given us. And please just forgive us, um, not just, please, Lord, forgive us for our sins, for the times that we may have spoke out in anger or judged incorrectly or just didn't speak out when we should have, Father. Forgive us for those times and, and know that we do love you and that we want to do your will and your work and and sometimes it's it's hard because we have our flesh that we're fighting against as well as a society that's so so corrupt and so timid that that father we just we we need the reassurances as well father sometimes to to know that we're doing the right thing that we're doing your work and we, we usually we know that father but sometimes it, it's hard to tell and and I ask also God for for prayer for my daughter, Caitlin, um, she's going in to be seen today and um, was just having some minor things going on with the pregnancy. So I pray that her and McKinley are okay um, for mine and Brianna's travels up to go visit today. Um, and this week, I just pray for a safe travel. No more traffic. Uh, no furniture trucks getting hit. Father, that was interesting, but we're done with that. And God, just for anybody that's out there on the road, those that are working, that their job keeps them on the road or they they do things that, you know, involves driving. Father, I pray that you keep them safe as well. Keep them out of harm. For our teachers, I pray that you guide them over the summer as they're developing lesson plans for the, the upcoming year. For the parents that have stepped outside and took that risk of, of homeschooling, I lift them in prayer to you, too, just like Angie is doing, Father. 
and, and Punky and, and so many others. And we just, I just thank you for all of those parents that are being that, that light and being that reassurance for others that are afraid. The, these people that aren't afraid that will be that one father and that's all we need is that one that they're that one that will speak out and step out and do something and that leads more than one to follow because they know it's right they're just afraid to be that one so father i pray for those ones those people that are definitely stepping out and making sure that that your word is spoken properly and correctly and that it's heard father so for them too i lift them in prayer and in all things we give you you thanks and gratitude in jesus name amen well guys thank you all very much for being here with me today um again no show tonight no shows Thursday. I'll be back next Monday. We'll pick up on Jeremiah 49 um, then. And I'm just going to, um, I've got this one song I'm going to close with. It's Matt Redman, 10,000 Reasons, Bless the Lord. Have a blessed, wonderful day, guys. Love you all, and I will see you later.
draws near and my time has come so my soul will sing your praise I'm ending ten thousand years and then forever more forever guys well that's the end of that song so i'm gonna go ahead and close it out thank you all <laughs> tammy you're funny oh, god bless you guys i love you y'all are funny i needed that laugh i'll see you online